and welcome back to another episode of Positive Vibes with Haley. Thank you so much for your support so far with the first intro episode. You guys have just been so kind and so thoughtful, and I've really appreciated everyone who's taken the time to send me text messages, emails, leaving voicemails. You guys are adorable. Thank you so much for your support, and I really do appreciate, too, a lot of the feedback and constructive criticism and discussion that has been opened up in just one episode. I've gotten chills like, woo, like every time I get a little message, um, excuse me, notification, I am so excited to see what you guys have to say and, and have that feedback. And I really do appreciate you guys' y'all's support. Um, thank you so much. So moving forward, how you guys can contact me officially, I've got my email, which is Haley.pureromance at gmail.com. So H-A-L-E-E dot romance at gmail.com. That is also my Instagram. So Haley dot romance is my Instagram as well. Feel free to email or message me either way. You can also find me on Facebook, add me as a friend. Um, also, I've, I've got a private VIP group for ladies 18 and older, also called Positive Vibes with Haley. <laughs> it's a running theme here, if you can't tell. Um, that feel free, you can join, and that's where I do a lot of product fun things as well and participation with this podcast. So moving forward, if you guys want to answer questions, if you have a funny story or some thoughts or experiences you do want to share on this podcast, feel free to email um, email or reach out on my Instagram and you can uh, give your feedback and share your experiences. And please remember, this is all 100% confidential and anonymous unless you personally specify that you want your information or your name out there. Every time, everything will be confidential and anonymous. Um, and the only time that really isn't the case is when we have guests on. <laughs> They're kind of, you know, throwing themselves to the wolves there. Um, but anyway, moving on, those are just a couple little housekeeping things. I wanted to get out of the way. Also, listening back to my first podcast episode, I wanted to clarify a couple things. Um, I totally forgot to specify that I am not a certified therapist. Um, I actually quit going to school Oops. Um, after I became a pure romance consultant. I loved it so much um, doing the pure romance parties. And on a personal level, you guys, school and college just wasn't for me. And especially with my health issues and things going on in my personal life at that time. It just wasn't for me. Now I am not entirely closed and, you know, throwing away the idea of ever going back and getting my certification or my degree. However, at this time, it's just kind of not, not something I want to do. I'm finding that this career with the Pure Romance parties and stuff like this podcast is fulfilling that goal and that dream. And I am loving it so, so much. So I just wanted to clarify that, that this is a 100% opinion-based and life experience podcast. So I'm not coming on here on a high horse saying that I am certified and I have all this knowledge and training. This is pure just emotion and life experience. And I also, me and my husband have personally gone to therapy for six years of our marriage. And I also was going to therapy prior as well. So this is me just wanting to be real and open and raw, sharing my life experience and our thoughts and opinions. So with that, again, I would love to share or have you guys share your thoughts and opinions at any time as well. And thank you. Thank you for your support with that first podcast. <laughs> if I can make it through words are hard, you guys. Um, also, Lastly, 
this podcast isn't just for women only. I I really want this podcast to be for anybody that really wants to learn more about, you know, their sexual health, their relationships, how to have, you know, just a better overall well-being, whether that's in their marriage or with themselves, however that, however you interpret that. Um, we want to give perspective to all different types of personalities and lifestyles. And, and for example, my husband would love to be someone who can come on and share his story and give kind of the man's husband perspective, someone that's gone through some hardcore stuff. So, um, yeah, so by all means, listen to this podcast with your partner. I really think that a big point that we're going to talk about in future episodes is communication. And that just comes down to people, people overthink it. It comes down to just the basic 101 of having a Q and A with each other and asking each other questions, seeing what you agree or disagree on, or seeing how you foundationally line up, what the other person, how they feel, what their opinion, what they view. Um, and I think it'd be fun if you could listen to this podcast and challenge each other to some of the questions and maybe have your relationship grow or change or morph to all sorts of fun new things um, and to kind of get to know each other better. Um, So I open this up for all sorts of people to reach out and share their opinion. And moving forward, I'm excited to work with you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, so with all that down, Let's jump into the main topic of this podcast today. What does sex mean to you? When you hear the word sex, what comes to your mind? Is it positive, negative, shameful, guilty? Are you feeling a little dirty, (laughs) funny, bubbly, giggly, happy? Does it bring joy? Are there negative memories? There's such a loaded amount of emotions and and things that can come to mind when we specifically sit back and think to ourselves, what does sex mean to us? Um, Oftentimes when I'm talking to my clients in the shopping room, we'll be discussing anything from someone's lack of sex drive, their partner's hesitation in the bedroom, to anything you can think of regarding relationships and sex. Um, Immediately, because I'm a pure romance consultant, uh, people kind of assume I have all the answers. They'll be like, Haley, well, how can I want more sex? How can I change this, this, this blank scenario, whatever? Um, Well, shockingly, (laughs) y'all will be surprised to hear most of the time, my products are not the 100% answer to the, or the solution. Um, I call them the sprinkles to our ice cream for a reason. Uh, They're there to enhance or to help what we may need help with or to change an experience, um, a physical experience in the bedroom or make it more adventurous and fun. Often at my parties, you'll hear me say sex is supposed to feel good. It's supposed to be adventurous and we want to always change it up and keep it fun and have that kind of lightheartedness and also the ability to be intimate at the same time. It's kind of a balance, right? However, my products are not the only (laughs) saving grace to every scenario. Um, We have to do that inventory on ourselves, you guys, and really look back at those hardcore deep themes and really go from square one when it comes to sex. Um, For for example, when a client asks me or tells me, I really am having a hard time getting physically aroused or I have a hard time wanting sex, I'm not just going to say, okay, girl, here's a lubricant, an enhancement cream, and a vibrator. You are all set. Have fun. Call me in a month. Um, 
I, <laughs> I mean, 99% of the time I am sending people with those products. However, I like to try to kind of read the room with my client and, and I have to stop myself though sometimes from stepping on toes and going deeper. Um, so I always will kind of cautiously ask certain questions depending on the context of our relationship or how open that person is being with me because these are extremely loaded questions and it's not a one size fits all answer. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, sometimes people aren't willing to have to go down those deeper, darker places. And again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. But as a friend and as someone who can relate to a lot of things, I will sit and try to kind of see if this person is more willing to be open um, to some of these maybe unintentional or maybe some experiences or wounds that they've been holding on to um, that are preventing them from having that next chapter in their sex life kind of grow and, and move forward. Um, and since I'm not a sex therapist, these are kind of the questions I like to use because then maybe I can direct somebody to a doctor or a sex therapist um, if there is kind of a more foundational issue. But it is it comes down to just being human and just realizing sex is so much deeper than just a physical response. It is so emotional. There's cultural, there's physical, there's relationship influences. And I want to get into that today. Um so for example, uh, I've been asking a couple of questions. I've been putting out these surveys <laughs> to some of my um, friends, Instagram, some clients, and also some followers of this podcast of kind of seeing who would be willing to be kind of open and have that discussion about these influences of your upbringing or maybe your experiences that have negatively or positively and or both affected your current sex life or your views on sex. Um, because as silly as it sounds, y'all, <laughs> your sex life cannot be as great as it could be until you take the time to personally evaluate these things. Um, there's people that have been married for 30 years that still haven't sit back, sat back and had this conversation with each other or with themselves. And so I'm challenging you today to really sit back and go, okay, I want to realize what my personal biases, whether they're valid or however they were influenced, I want to validate them and maybe see if they are potentially negatively, positively, however they are impacting your confidence, your sexuality, and influencing yourself and your relationship. Um, so I want y'all, we're going to have a participation moment. <laughs> Get yourself a pen and paper and write down um, like your thoughts about sex. Um, and some of these questions that I was putting out to my customers and some people that were feeding, or feeding back, <laughs> giving feedback, um, is what is your first memory of learning what sex was? Um, a lot of people, for example, myself, um, I don't have a specific memory, um, but I had a very open, um, open household that if I had questions, I could go to my parents. Um, and with this first question, I would like to put a disclaimer, again, a trigger warning. We are going to be referencing sexual abuse and trauma and also having that real discussion of how that could be negatively or however influencing your views on sex and your sex life. Um, for example, some people, their first memory of learning what sex was, was trauma. And that 
is a foundational memory that they now have to struggle with for the rest of their lives. Or it could be something that happened later in their life. It doesn't matter. That definitely is huge. And again, we're going to have lots of opportunities to discuss more. But I want you to sit back and go, what was your first memory of learning what sex was? Um, Also, did you have a positive association with sex in your upbringing? How was your household? How were your relationships? Um, Was your family open in discussing, discussing or answering questions about sex? Were your family members people you could go to to ask questions? Or was there shame involved? Um earth shattering thing here. We're going to go there. (laughs) Y'all are going to be surprised to realize it's not just a Utah thing. I have clients from all over the country and even some from around the world. And I've done a lot of research and talked to a ton of people. It is not just a Utah thing. It is a cultural phenomenon all over the world. Um, So those are some of the questions. We'll get into a couple more of them later um, that I was asking my, my, you know, members and kind of seeing their feedback and kind of getting a general idea of kind of where we were going with that. Um, so we're going to start with the cultural influence. Um, a lot of you guys, um, I'd say 80% of replies had to do with the cultural and or kind of relationship influence. Um, are, do you, if you answered that you have a negative association with sex and it wasn't sexual abuse, or maybe it was, and and also was a bad upbringing, okay? And when I say bad upbringing, I don't mean in a rude, disrespectful way. You can have an amazing family that still is shy talking about sex. What I'm talking about is, were there people in your life, whether it be parents or family members, friends, that made sex uncomfortable, that made talking about or um, having questions about sex uncomfortable? Was it something that had a lot of shame and guilt associated with it? Um, Cultural things, you know, whether it's religious, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, where you live, there's so many things that can go into this. And that's why I said, what's fascinating is the first thing I'll hear when a lot of people that live in Utah is, oh, well, it's just because of the predominant Latter-day Saint Mormon culture that people are just hush-hush about sex. Um, Yes, that's true. It happens here. (laughs) There's a lot of things we're going to discuss. However, it is not just Utah. Everybody, every religion, every culture, every um, group, every, everywhere in the world, there's every type of culture that has this kind of taboo association with sex. Um, and that's why it's such a beast of a conversation is because sex is such a private personal thing. Um, and it's such a very intimate thing. However, I think it's sad that we can't find that balance as a society to say, okay, sex is all those things. However, it should not have shame and guilt and kind of a dirty vibe associated with that. There should be a balance. Um, And that's not me saying people should parent their kids a certain way or that I'm this all-knowing seer of knowledge or anything like that. However, I do see, I can just tell you straight up, I personally am seeing the clients come into the shopping room that have literally been told sex is dirty, sex is bad, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then you get married and you sign a piece of paper, a marriage certificate, which all of a sudden, poof, like bippity boppity boo, you better like sex. And obviously, 
<laughs> this is going to be difficult. I have women that have been married for years that still do not like sex or cannot mentally let go their upbringing or association and and having that negative um, conversation about sex. Um, So cultural things are huge, especially religious. It's not just the LDS Latter-day Saint culture. Um, Every religion has very specific personal views and we're not ever on this podcast going to give any type of hate or platform to any type of religion or anything. However, I think it is helpful to have a constructive conversation to say, you know, there's a difference between a religion and maybe their teachings or their doctrine versus um, specifically as a someone who lives the Latter-day Saint lifestyle and goes to church. Um, there's a difference in separating those things and also looking at an individual leadership positions or people maybe in young women's or um, bishopric figures, things like that. I think People in the ward and the judgment that this Utah Happy Valley thing can be mixed in with religion when in reality it's just an individual's bad taste in their mouth that they're spewing and sharing with other people. Um, So I personally... Um, as I ramble, um, I'm going to share my parents raised me to be very open about sex and to not have that judgment. However, even though I had that great upbringing, there were still things I did not know. I got married <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, like you see the movies, they kiss, they roll over and then they lay there in the sheets, you know, the sheets are always covering them perfectly. And what the movies and what society did not teach us and even my parents it it's that lack of that intimate connection and how personal sex was and how you're literally being vulnerable with somebody that you love and respect. Now that doesn't say that that's for everybody. Sex is great and physical and fun. However, that's just my personal experience. When I got married, it was a very rude awakening in a good way of just, I am now taking on not just myself, I'm taking on someone else's emotions, their desires, wants, vulnerability, their trauma. And it's a very, very interesting thing. Um, And that's me coming from a very open a very open family and I still struggled with some things I still struggled with that so that's not always the fix-all answer and I do think that's the beauty of life of figuring things out as we go but I would like to share a couple of emails and a couple of messages I received Um, a couple of these are from people that um gave me uh, like response specifically to questions that I asked. Um, for example, um, this particular individual wrote um, for the following, I apologize. Um, this was the question. Was your family open in discussing or answering questions about sex? Why or why not? Yep. I remember I asked my mom what she would do if I got pregnant at a young age. She said she would help me through it, and I don't know why, but that answer opened a door for me to ask other questions about logistics and random things I would hear or see. Also, I was never made fun of for answering a question, for asking a question no matter my age. Y'all, how important is that? I understand sex is awkward. Again, it's uncomfortable. This is, again, not me saying how to parent or how to live your life. But 
how, what an empowering thing to be able to go, you know what, I saw this on TV, or maybe um, I stumbled across something I shouldn't have seen, you know, that wasn't age appropriate or whatever. And you can go to your parents and they will answer those questions and not be like, ew, why would you ask that? Or, or we don't talk about Bruno, we don't talk about these things. Um, so that to me is the response, in my personal opinion, that I encourage the average person to work on. And that's, again, why we're having this conversation today. If you grew up with those feelings of, I couldn't talk to my parents, I couldn't do those things, how are you going to then rediscover or maybe acknowledge some things in your life that are there and learn and grow, go to therapy, whatever? And how are you going to make sure you don't negatively, accidentally, we could even say, influence another individual or affect somebody else um, and make them feel shame and guilt unintentionally? A lot of times, I do think it's unintentional. Um, However, I do think we need to take that responsibility of the power and the influence we have as adults with younger individuals or with our partners and having that positive language. Um, Another response for a question. So the question was, do you feel your positive or negative opinion um, about sex from your younger years had an impact on your sex life and or in your relationships? Why or why not? The answer is yes. My wedding night was the first time I had sex and I was all about it. No guilt, no shame, just a fun night with my man. I know for a fact that it is because I knew it was meant to be a blast and it was okay to make mistakes. Again, you guys, how freaking awesome. This is a minority answer, unfortunately. Um, I think it's kind of sad for a fact that this isn't a common thing, that wedding nights and honeymoons are stressful, they can be uncomfortable, or it's just freaking hilarious and you both have to wing it and figure it out. (laughs) I think that's always fun. But for women specifically, men still feel this pressure too. I just want to put the highlight on women. Um, that literally you go into this wedding night with all this anticipation, whether you're a virgin or not, and you are supposed to know and get to know this person and figure out yourself and do all these things. And oh, by the way, you're supposed to like it and you better have an orgasm. Like the pressure, like there's so many psychological layers to sex and it's out of control. Um, This last question I will answer or read the answer to is, do you enjoy sex or does it bring you any joy? Why or why not? And the answer is absolutely. The plus side of having a positive attitude and perspective to sex is that me and my husband are able to communicate about it all. What we like, what doesn't work, what we like to try, nothing is off limits and it's all about consent. A plus. That is my goal for all of you listeners is to have that joy that sex doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have this 10 out of 10 orgasm every time. However, get it girl if you are. Um, We just want it to be that you can have fun, you can communicate, you can trust, whether that's with yourself or a partner, and making sure you are on that same page. That is freaking huge. And that is awesome. That is the goal here. And when I ask my clients in the shopping room these questions, a lot of them can't answer these questions positively. And there's nothing wrong with you. Um, like I said, I there's some things I can't answer positively as well. However, acknowledging them 
taking note of them and noticing how that's influencing your sex life and influencing your sexuality is humongous. And it's such an important conversation. Um, and it should always be something we're striving to continue that communication and growth and learn and all that fun stuff. Um, but going back to the cultural influences, I received another really awesome email from someone and here's what she had to say. She specifically was suggesting us discussing sex and culture as a whole. Um, but here's her quote from her email. Um, in my Polynesian culture, the women don't really talk about sexual health and you're raised to pretty much hide your body. I remember wondering why we had to be the girls at the pool in basketball shirts and t-shirts while other girls were wearing cute swimsuits when I was in beehives. I was in a Samoan ward, Tongan steak, and when we had youth activities at the pool, all the girls wore basketball shorts and maybe a couple wore tank tops. But basically, if you wore anything less, you were talked about in a negative way. It is like our duty to be modest. Because if we're not modest, then it is disrespectful to the men in our family or around us. But now, as a grown adult, I'm thinking, why can't the men just respect our bodies and let us live our lives? And I wish we could normalize talking about sex or our body parts with our children. A lot of things you said at my first pure romance party were the first I'd ever heard of them in my 25 years of life. Y'all, that is freaking just an amazing, very vulnerable thing she shared. And I really applaud her for voicing her, for voicing her, um, opinion and her experience. And wow, um, a lot to unpack there. And I do have to agree with everything she said as far as the modesty argument. That's a whole other podcast. We're going to already have like 15 other topics we need to discuss just from that alone. But I really do applaud her for coming forward and sharing. And that's the perfect example of what I'm talking about. And the point of this episode is evaluating what things did negatively, positively impact your views on sex. Um, and also, really, really cool for me and also fascinating is hearing what she said about um, the pure romance party, that a lot of the sex, sexual education and women's sexual health things we discussed were the, indeed the first time she'd ever heard that information and things like that. So that was extremely awesome. So thank you for sharing. And if you guys would like to share your experience or, or what you know, impacted or your story, feel free to email Haley.pureromance at gmail.com. Um, and again, everything will be anonymous. I would love to kind of have some Q&A episodes going forward where we can share other people's opinion and have kind of different perspective that way. Um, but again, kind of tying everything in, the cultural impact of sex as a whole is huge and being able to recognize that is huge as well. Um, and I feel like the cultural can bleed into relationships as well, it, specifically, you know, with family or maybe a partner or a situation you were in. Um, having a partner that's, you know, loving, respectful, giving you consent is a very different experience from having an abusive dominant neglectful partner and I think that is something too to recognize if you've had different sexual partners in your lifetime not to compare and be kind of mean but to recognize which ones were healthy and which ones were not um but we're going to kind of move into kind of the more emotional physical aspect of what sex means to you how what could have influenced your views or opinions on sex um and I want to be very delicate and respectful with this conversation. Um, we're going to specifically discuss 
sexual abuse and trauma. Um, and I want to be very sensitive to this topic and respectful because I'm going to be real. I was somebody who did not experience any type of sexual abuse or trauma in my lifetime. I sat and sad to say I am the minority. Um, with that though, I have had tons of clients, personal relationships, family members, and even my husband who did go through some sexual trauma in their life. So I can empathize. Um, but as someone who's not experienced that, I want to tread very lightly with sensitivity. However, because I've been married to somebody who did go through multiple and some traumatic events in their life that have negatively impacted their sex life. As I sit in the shopping room with these women, whether they're revealing their partner might be struggling with something or they're struggling with something, of course, I read the room. I make sure it's a safe space, but I often will have to ask them, if the context is there, were you sexually abused or do you have any memory of any type of emotional or sexual trauma in your past that could influence how you view sex? Um, and again, I want you guys to really have this raw ability to open yourself up to these things so you can move on and heal, whether that be finding a therapist, talking with your partner, reading, you know, finding good books, things like that. I'm not here to tell you how you heal on your journey. I'm just here to make sure you know you're not alone and there is a path to healing and there's people here for you that empathize and are um, willing to share their experiences as move forward. Um, this, this one is big, um, sexual abuse and trauma regarding your, you know, views on sex. This is big and heavy. And I, and I will never, ever assume to tell somebody how they're supposed to process how you choose to heal from it. However, sometimes it's a defense mechanism, um, for us to repress or not cope with these issues and to bury them over time and assume they will go away. Um, it's just total human nature instinct, you know, and when in fact they can have the potential to get worse or they linger in your life and come to the surface at very intimate and personal times. For example, maybe you repress something and until you got married or maybe until a sexual event occurred, you didn't remember that event. Um, and so this is something where if you were sexually abused, I strongly urge you to find an, a stellar marriage and sex counselor, specifically someone who specializes in, you know, sexual education and trauma, things like that, that they can click with you and you can find someone you trust that you can um, open up and heal. It's not an easy fix. It's not ever going to be something where overnight, poof, it's gone. Um, be 100% vulnerable. I've been married with my sweet husband for six years and, and it is still something we actively are working on together as a couple and he is actively working on to heal from. It's been six years and he still is on a fabulous healing journey and I've been so proud of him. And I know in future podcasts, we're going to discuss that further. Um, but that is something um, I would love you guys to really truly open up in all of these areas to be able to recognize these influences and these experiences. Um, but le ending on a positive note, um, <laughs> it really, can we all agree, sex is a loaded question. Like it literally is a loaded topic. There's so many branches, so many things that bleed into one another. Um, and that's the foundation. If you can recognize these things, if you can be aware to learn, to grow, 
to move on, to share, to be vulnerable, that will unlock true intimacy and happiness in your life in so many areas. Um, And we're going to build on that in future episodes. So if you feel like you would like to share your story, feel free to reach out um, to kind of wrap it all up with you guys. Um, we're, We're going to give you a homework assignment for the next podcast episode. Um, this is kind of going a little off topic of this, this conversation, but just as this episode, I feel like is a laying the foundation or kind of like a square one when it comes to sex. Um, we're going to go to square two because sex, you can't feel sexy. You can't be vulnerable if you don't have the foundation building blocks with your partner. So we're going to talk a lot about communication, a lot about conflict resolution, a lot about love languages and things like that, forming and building intimacy. But our next conversation is going to be specifically about the five love languages. So your homework assignment, kids, is to find the five love love languages book, I'm talking about the book, not just the quiz. I want you to do both though. I want you to do the quiz, find out, kind of narrow down what your main love language is and maybe your secondary is. Um, So do the quiz, that's your homework, but I want you to read and or listen to the actual book. If you're an Audible fan, this is not uh, sponsored by Audible whatsoever. Um, I'm a big fan of listening to books just because I can multitask and things like that and I have dogs and anarchy always happening. So it's nice to be able to listen into something and I can kind of take it in as needed as I'm driving to a party or something. So if you want to find the five love languages book, I recommend getting the anniversary, the like, um, anniversary edition. I totally am a terrible person and forgot the author's name at the top of my head. Um, he narrates it. It's about a four hour and 45 minute, uh, listen, and I promise you it will change your life. I can't recommend it enough. So that is your homework assignment is for you. And if you can, I know it's hard, get your partner to do it as well. You want to be on the same page with this one for this next podcast. I will be having my husband come on the next podcast um, and him and I will go over all, all of our experiences with the love languages. But as silly as it sounds, you might be like, well, what does love languages have to do with sex, Haley? everything. Because <laughs> if you guys are not connecting on that deeper level and you don't have that trust and you're not feeling loved and appreciated, that will affect the bedroom. So homework assignment, read and or listen to the book by next week. It is a quick listen, a quick read, and make sure you have your love languages and your partners or suspected partners <laughs> um, language ready to go. Um, but wrapping everything up, once again, I have a special coupon code from your sponsor, yours truly, Haley Brady, Pure Romance by Haley Brady, I should say. Um, Feel free at any time, hop on my personal website. It's pureromance.com backslash Haley Brady, H-A-L-E-E-B-R-E-A-D-Y. Yes, the word bread with a Y. It's great. Okay. So go to that website at any time, shop all sorts of fun, hygiene, bath, beauty, relationship products. Everything is again, hundred percent confidential and it ships to you in discreet packaging. So it doesn't come phallic shaped. Sorry to disappoint, um, but it is very discreet and fabulous, but I have a special coupon code shop 10. That's the word shop. And then the numbers one zero. So shop 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. So you can treat yourself to something fun and thank Thank you for supporting a small business. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your guys' vulnerability and willingness to 
email and message these things. So keep that conversation moving forward. And I look forward to talking to you guys at the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.